0: Racing cars need racing fuel. And Race Fuels is the best, most convenient way to power through your next meeting. Our famous Elf Race 102 is the control fuel of choice for the Touring Car Masters. It's available at the Bowsers, at Sydney Motorsport Park and the Bend. And it's available in Drums at Winton. Imported direct from France, Elf Race 102 is affordable horsepower. For more details, head to racefuels.com.au. Two. Parked up in the garage. Wow. It's been coming for a long time.
1: These
2: two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story, as always. Red flag. This is a suspended uh, race.
1: Uh, hello there. This is the Parked Up Podcast. We're powered by Racefields, of course. And my name is Grant Rowley. I'm joined by Tony Delberto. And this is race week. We're going down to Phillip Island for round two of the ARG Speed Series. It's going to be on Stan Sport. And the man who I'm talking with right now is going to be not in just one car in his TCR Honda. He's also going to be in a Lamborghini racing in the first round of the GT World Challenge Australia. Tony D, are you race ready?
3: I am absolutely pumped, my friend. I cannot wait to get down to Phillip Island um i'm feeling good are you feeling good have you had a good week are you are you race ready to do all your media duties and you know all the stuff that you <laughs> yeah. take care of
1: yeah that's right no no i'm very You're well ready? prepared i'm very well okay, prepared. You, you know how uh how organized i like to be
3: oh yeah
1: and on time better than
3: anyway anyone, anyone that i know so <laughs> now looking forward to it mate as you mentioned there double duties uh for myself racing with Adrian Dietz in his Lamborghini. I mean, doesn't get much better than that, does it? Get to race uh, my Honda Civic Type R and then back it up with a Lamborghini race. So very excited about that. There's a couple of opportunities last year that didn't sort of uh, pan out and uh, I sort of regretted not taking up the opportunity to race with Adrian as much as I could. Mm. And this year I said, stuff it, I'm going to do do both categories and uh the way the schedule is it's actually not too bad just, I'll, I'll be a busy boy don't you worry about that but yeah um you got to make the most of these opportunities grant you know i'm, I'm sure. 36 mate i'm 36 oh well, happy birthday to
1: you. your birthday's not no, until it's december
3: not my, it's not my birth no i'm just saying i'm 36 so oh. these opportunities won't be here forever mate you know like you're over 40 now like what sort of you got bugger all opportunities like no, i'm done you know you're done you cooked Um, so you've got, you've got
1: two, you've got two races to compete in and they're really long races as well. Certainly the GT races, they're hour long affairs. Is there uh, what's the, what's the time gaps like? Like, is there any, anywhere you have to jump out of one into another?
3: Yeah, there is on the Sunday, I have to jump out of the TCR car and jump into the GT car. Um, but when you say an hour long race, there's two drivers, so it's, you'll be doing 30 minutes max. Yeah. Yeah. Like. It's really not too bad. I remember when I did it a couple of years ago with Max Twig in the Merc, it was about a three and a half hour race. And I jumped out of that car and jumped in the TCR car. And, did, and that was when they had the back-to-back TCR races. That's right. So I must've spent about four hours driving around Phillip Island mm. and I was ruined, absolutely ruined. I said to myself, never doing that again. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit of a different scenario. There's a bigger gap between the TCR races and the GT races aren't as long. So I think I'll be okay. I'll manage. And we've been training, mate. We've been training flat out. Ah, we just got yeah. home from a session.
1: That's right. That's right. We did uh, did a little session with Lee Stamation and his uh, reaction performance crew there. And uh, like uh, just built those muscles. I'm, oh. way, I'm way out of shape. But uh, uh, it was fun to get back in the gym. It was good.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, some of us have been going more regularly than you. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we're ready to go. We're, we're ready to go do some, um, some long-distance racing. And, um, you know, the GT category especially this weekend, I think, has really stepped it up. There's a lot of good guys in the category. And today we're going to talk to one of the hot shots, one of the favourites mm. of GT racing here in Australia, even though he's not an Australian. It, sounds, it's, it, seems, it sort of seems weird. But he does race for AAA Engineering in yeah. a Mercedes-Benz I think he's going to partner up with Shane Van Gisbergen. Correct. Does it get any better than this already?
1: Yeah, Prince
3: Jeffrey. And he's oh. a prince.
1: Oh, there you go. And you, Prince. I, I ruined, <laughs> I ruined it. You, uh, you built it up perfectly. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Pris, prince Jeffrey Ibrahim is going to join us on Parked Up. We're going to have a, a very quick chat to him uh, about, uh, yeah, racing Who he for Triple Eight. What he does, Ra- racing for Triple Eight. Cool. Uh, driving a GT3 car. Cool. Being a prince. <laughs> like <laughs> Amazing. Ladies, form an <laughs> orderly queue, please. Okay. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk to the prince uh, with our uh, Parked Up Plus. Of course, that came out. The uh, second episode of Mark Fogarty's Parked Up Plus uh, came out on Monday, uh, broke some really cool news. Make sure you go back and listen to some of that. And we've also got some extended chats that he did uh, with Fabian Coulthard, who is racing as Tony D's teammate this weekend in the Stan Sport Honda Civic Type R TCR, he'll uh, folks caught up with him for a bit of an extended chat about TCR uh, and also about the possibility of coming back into a uh, more permanent supercars full-time role. Of course, mm. folks was asking the hard questions. Yeah, Tony, yeah we we're... don't have to ask the hard questions. Oh, it's amazing. We have someone else doing
3: it. Amazing, amazing. Uh,
1: Cool. So, uh, and more from folks as well. So, uh, there's uh, there's plenty going on. Should we uh, recap on last sales?
3: week? Should we recap on uh, Fogues' first week as a parked up oh, employee? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yep. How'd it go? I don't. Can we call him an employee? We're not paying him yet. What do you mean we're not paying him? We all get paid here. Oh, of course. A multi-million dollar business. This one. Mm,
1: yes. Thank you, Race Fuels. With the, uh, yes, Mark T, the, the a <laughs> legend. <clears throat> okay, cool. Uh, so, uh, yeah, what, what did you think? What was your thoughts? I liked, on- I liked it. Yeah,
3: cool. I liked it. I thought, um, I mean, we did chat about it a little bit last week, but like numbers wise, I thought it was, was quite good for the first week. Yep. And as we mentioned, like he's got a lot, probably a lot more respect in the paddock than we do as journalists anyway. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right>. Yeah. <laughs> But and
1: there's yeah, dis- and, and an equal amount of disrespect as well.
3: Yeah, he doesn't care about that, though. He just, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't mind. Um, but it's definitely, it, it's a different angle for Parked Up Listers. So if you sort of like what we do, but you want something a bit more hardcore, that's definitely the pod for you to check out as well. Yeah. So he's going to really have some interesting chats along this year, and um, I'm sure he's going to break a bit of news. He's not scared to ruffle some feathers along the way. Yeah, that's right. As long as we, are, we are, we are. As long as he
1: doesn't uh, put us in court or anything, then I think we should be fine. Uh, now the guy's a legend, and, uh, of course, you'll be able to listen to his second episode. That's Parked Up, episode 102, 102. You'll find that on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Of course, our girls on the grid have also been pumping out podcast after podcast. They're going, they're going really well. Uh, as well with International Women's Day just uh, recently passing. They, uh, they did a really cool episode where they got some grabs from a whole different uh, bunch of females who, who uh, race or, or are involved in the sport. And, yeah, really interesting uh, comments from them. So go back and have a listen to their last episode as well. That is enough plugging mm. all these other people's podcasts. Mm. Let's come back to us. Let's go to The Prince prince jeffrey he's been racing with triple eight for the past couple of years he started doing it overseas he's racing now for the full fanatech gt world challenge powered by aws uh, he'll be racing with shane van gisbergen in the first round of that championship this weekend at phillip island and we've got him on the phone right now it's the prince our first prince first first man of royalty on parked up we're powered by racing. And it's great to have royalty on to the Parked Up podcast. We've got Prince Jeffrey, 888-GT driver. Jeffrey, thanks for coming on, mate.
4: Oh, thanks for having me.
1: A new year has rolled around and you are back with 888. Hopefully this year you can uh, settle on one co-driver. I think last year there was four <laughs> or five rounds and you went through Eight's uh, entire stable of drivers plus even more. How are you feeling? Yeah.
4: Yeah, feeling good. Thanks, and yes, as you said, I am really hoping I can stay with a uh, one co-driver for the whole season. As as last year, it was pretty interesting having a few drivers. I wouldn't complain about it. I had Jamie Wincup to go. That's my teammate. Isn't better after all. And uh, now nah, it's been it's been a great year last year anyway. So looking forward for this year,
3: Prince Jeffrey. Uh, I I want to touch on this who is the best co-driver you've had with you i mean you, you've got the pick of the bunch you've got the goat so you know mr seven time svg who's an absolute legend brock feeney who's the next up and coming rising star and you had peter hackett as well at bathurst um yes. do you do you sort of just um does everyone have their strengths or do you prefer having one person in the car you know what what's your preference
4: um you're putting me in a spot here <laughs> um No, actually, to be honest, um, I think all all drivers are different, especially me coming, I'm I'm new in this sport, and then trying to absorb as much as I can from all these drivers has been great. You know, they are really experienced drivers. Um, SVG having Winkup and Peter Hackett and even Brock, which is also a good friend of mine. So I think they're all different drivers in in certain perspective, but it's been great overall. um, The thing is with me and Shane, we've been in this since the start of my my racing so we we know each other really really well um so it, it's really nice to work with him but also to, to work with all the other drivers it's just been incredible
1: yeah as tony said you've got a pretty cool uh pretty cool selection there at uh triple at eight <laughs> let me just wind the clock back a little bit you haven't been racing for a long time but what what right. got what got you into into, into race cars is it something that you and the family had always liked to watch and then thought well let's let's give it a try how did it all come about
4: well to be honest it, it's always been a dream of mine to be uh to be racing at such a young age but um and the family has always been into cars etc so we, we love all those machines but um racing has always been in the back of my mind the main sport for the family is actually polo but i've always really loved racing and always wanted to do it but it's just that my my grandfather used to race back then and um to be honest he wasn't that keen of any of us going into racing because of the danger, etc so it was quite hard for a young young kid trying to go into racing especially when your grandparents is not supportive of it um, so it did took me a, a few years to to con- finally convince my father to go into racing and then a few years ago meeting RD and that's where all the tea started. Yeah. And, awesome. And what's the uh, future
3: and your, your future ambitions. I mean, um, I like that you come out to Australia and you're, you know, you're hanging out with triple eight. They're an amazing outfit and I'm sure you've learned a hell of a lot, um, mm-hmm. but going testing at Queensland raceway, I, I could probably think of better places to, to go testing, uh, a Mercedes-Benz GD3 car. Is there any sort of bucket list races coming up, you know, Nürburgring or, you know, anything
4: like that, anything special? Well, of course, I mean, um, the more races I can do for myself would be would be great. But it's been a, you know, a huge learning curve of being here in Australia, learning the tracks. It's just some tracks are really different than the other tracks that you go around the world or the tracks that I've raced in, in Asia. Um, but ambition, of course, if I could, to race in in Europe and all those famous tracks, including, you know, Nürburgring and Spa, etc. Of course, that will be part of it, but I think we have to take one step at a time, especially for myself. And what's your
3: thoughts on uh, Mount Panorama?
4: Uh, (laughs) It is my favorite track, I must say. At first, I thought Suzuka was my favorite, but Uh. after racing there for the first time, it's just different. I mean, I think as as you've been on that track as well before uh, a few times, and you know that it just gives you a different feeling compared to any of the tracks that you can go and then race on. So I would say that is really one of my favorite. It's just so different in respect. It take no prisoners, as you can see mm-hmm. from last year. You know. Yeah. So yep. yeah, I like it.
1: So you've got uh, you've got the Australian GT racing. Uh, program but you've also got triple eight running another car for you over in asia now that's for your brother that's correct
4: yes correct so it'll be a um basically my brother will be racing there in asia exactly like what i did in 2019 so it's going to be a debut year for him in the gts as well so who's faster which brother is faster (laughs) (laughs) well we'll see (laughs) <laughs> so would
1: he like would, do, you, do you think he'd like to follow in your footsteps and uh, and come and race in Australia at some point as well?
4: Yeah I'm sure he, he is but I think the most important thing I mean is he's still um, quite new at this as well um, so I just want to make sure that he enjoyed it really think think of it and, and we don't want to put him on too much pressure or expecting too much from, from him and the most important thing what we want is for him to enjoy it but at the same time putting in the effort that the team uh, needs from him
1: and tell us Can just you... the d- tell us the difference between the, the Asian uh, GT world challenge compared to what you've seen so far or limited, limited uh, GT racing that we've had here in Australia.
4: Well, I, I would say the the driving wise is, it's quite different. I mean, we, we go to different tracks. Most of the tracks that you race in Asia are either MotoGP GP tracks or F1 tracks. So there's a lot of space. There's, there's it's just, um, it's wider, et cetera, when you compare to the tracks here in Australia, as you know, it's, it's, it takes no prisoners. It's different, it's very technical here and there. Um, and also racing against the competitors That's race here, there's a lot of really experienced, good drivers, even in the M category um, that is racing. But everyone knows what to do, and it's quite different, I would say, for the atmosphere-wise of racing in, in Asia and in Australia, but I've been enjoying it here.
1: So you're saying Sepang's different to Queensland Raceway?
4: Very much so, especially (laughs) the weather. (laughs)
1: Yes.
3: (laughs) Now, this weekend at Phillip Island, first round of the GT Championship. It's probably the most competitive championship we've seen for quite a few years. Uh, As you know, GT Racing Australia has struggled the last couple of years, but it's it's great to see a, a big grid. We've got some big names in the category, you know, Christopher Meese is coming out, um, to do, um, to join Yasser as well. Um, so what's your expectations? I mean, I think this year, as far as competition level, it's going to be even harder, but I, I, you know, I expect your progression as a driver to have stepped up as well. So, um, I think you were runner up last year. Can you still maintain that or still going for the win?
4: Well, of course we will love to go for the win and, and that will be the aim and uh, I, I am aware that the competition is more, there's more cars, there's more uh, great drivers, etc. But then again, going back to to last year, I had, I mean, trying to adapt to, to different teammates. And now hopefully mm. I can have one teammate for the whole season, which is SVG. And and we won. Uh, when I race with them, we got one and two in, in Bathurst. So that is a positive. And hopefully we can keep on doing that for this season, then that we might have a chance. Of course, the aim is to win and we'll do, whatever it takes um to win and i'll do whatever it takes to win and then now being here for the second season um knowing the tracks much more and all i think yep. that could be also an advantage and a positive um but to be honest i'm just going to take it as as an, another new season and just try to focus on myself and focus on um one race at a time so
3: will you stay out here now for the whole season or will you fly back and forth
4: um, yes, I'll be here most of the time. And, and if there's a break, I might just head back for, for a bit, but most of the time, yes, I'll be based here. Oh, very
1: good. We, uh, we're, uh, looking forward to the season starting. Of course, you'll be racing against, uh, Tony D here. He'll be racing the, uh, the <laughs> Lamborghini for uh, for wall racing with Adrian Dietz. Mm-hmm. so uh, it is as you say an absolutely star-studded field.
3: <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm not going to do it the whole season though, so I'm just going to come in and hopefully annoy you guys occasionally for a couple of rounds. Yeah, just just annoy <laughs> us
4: from from behind its phone. annoy us from the front.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm um, not sure if we're going to be able to do that, so uh, you might be safe. <laughs> um, okay,
4: we'll
1: Jeffrey. See. Jeffrey, it's been awesome to have you. Just one last question. You've sure. we've got the the big uh, our big GT race that we have down in this part of the world is the Bathurst Twelve Hour that's coming up uh, in a couple of short months as well so uh, we're looking forward to having that uh, back on our Australian motorsport calendar now that it's a Pro am you know maximum class and you can't have all pros it it gives you an unbelievable opportunity to win what has become you know one of the really prized events in this part of the world or GT racing anywhere in the world that uh, that must be pretty exciting to, uh, to be a part of.
4: Yeah, definitely. I mean, as you said, having the program is, is really different and, and give us that good chance. And I'm having a, a really good teammates with me having Shane and, and Brock as well. It's really an honor um, to be part of part of that team and to race alongside them. And this will be my debut as well for, endurance racing so really uh, looking forward to it
3: well, i can tell you right now you if by the look of your instagram you are fit enough to probably run that race don't worry about the <laughs> race car um
4: yeah.
3: you know, your fitness yeah. looks incredible and you take it very very seriously so um i think you'll you'll last those
4: stints no problem at all yeah i hope so i I'll probably have to work even harder now before you've seen that
3: <laughs> what,
1: what's tony what's a stint in uh in a 12 hour are they two hours
3: yeah they can be up to two hours long and generally uh this year won't be too bad because the 12 hours been pushed back a little bit but the heat where um is it's obviously a early part of the year so it the race is generally pretty hot so but being pushed back a little bit in the year shouldn't be too much of a factor but i've seen his instagram he trains harder than anybody i know so <laughs> Definitely harder than Shane, I can tell you.
4: <laughs> I don't have the experience or the skill set of Shane, so I got to work harder. None of us do. None of us do. Don't worry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Jeffrey, thank you so much for joining us on Parked Up, and uh, mate, we're really looking forward to uh, seeing you down at Phillip Island for the first round of the GT World Challenge Australia.
4: Likewise, mate. Thank you so much for for having me here. Really enjoyed it. We'll see you later in the week, mate.
1: Ah, Very cool to chat to the Prince, such an interesting story, amazing story, and uh, and super friendly guy there, as you would have heard as well. Now, uh, we've also got a bit of a chat with Mark Fogarty, who spoke to Fabian Coulthard. Now, of course, Fabian is racing in TCR, teaming up with Tony D in the Mighty Honda Civic at Phillip Island. Tony D, before we go to this chat, are you guys going to win? Will there be some serious silverware coming into the Dalberto or Coulthard households at the end of this weekend?
3: I hope so. As I mentioned last time, Phillip Island was uh, a happy hunting ground for at Hon- for our team at Honda. Um, we'll see. There's a couple of boys that tested last week. So it'd be interesting to see whether they found anything down at Phillip Island. But um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm optimistic, I'm positive. Um, so we'll just have to see how it roll out. Fingers Great. crossed, mate. Fingers crossed.
1: Cool. Um, who do you reckon we should be looking out for? Uh are we looking out for Josh Buckin? Do you reckon he'll be able to the, the Hyundai's had a little bit of a shocker at, at Phillip Island last year?
3: Oh, uh, they were quite quick though. They were reasonably quick. Um Josh had a couple of offs in the wet, um, but they were still reasonably quick. Uh the Peugeot's were quick last year, and the Audis was really quick. So that Jay Hansen car, that new Audi worries me. Um, and I don't know what the BOP, how that's going to roll out after Simmons. I haven't heard um, who's going to be you know, penalised or you know, helped, depending on how they qualified at um, Simmons Plains, or depending on what sort of BOP they, they get for Philip Island. So I haven't heard any, any of that yet. Um, but regardless, that the Audis were pro- probably the car to beat last year. Um, so you can't really discount them, but we're just hoping we're going to be able to match them as well. So, um,
1: yeah, we'll see. Okay, well, enough from us. Let's go to our man on the ground, Mark Fogarty, and he's with Fabian Coulthard.
2: So, Fabian, you're having another go at TCR at Phillip Island. Do you expect to be more competitive this time out? (laughs)
0: Um, Yeah, I'd like to be. Um, Obviously, we were hampered a little bit with some mechanical gremlins um, on both of the Sunday's races which hampered our progress and made it look a lot, lot worse than what we were but um, yeah, it is what it is you know, you take everything in your stride but um, yeah, looking forward to being a little bit more competitive for the pilot
2: And talk to me about the transition from supercars to TCR V8 rear wheel drive to four cylinder turbo front wheel drive how difficult is that?
0: Yeah, it's definitely different, um, everything I've learned in the past, um, obviously you need to throw out the window and start again, but you know the cars, uh, the back of the car doesn't do much, you know, obviously normally I'm used to the car driving from the rear, but now it drives from the front, so the rear's on a bit of a holiday and the front's um, very responsive, um, quite sensitive to important things like that, so um, to get your head around that, um, takes a little bit of time. But uh, I feel like you know, I've got a, a reasonable handle on it and know what to expect now when I get to Phillip
2: Island. Will you be a regular in the TCR Championship from now on?
0: Um, I'm not sure. I think uh, you know, we're do definitely doing the next one. Um, and then what happens from there is a little bit of an unknown. Um, but I think if we can you know, have a strong performance and, and things like that, I think uh, you know, you potentially see me at a, a couple more later
2: on. Yeah, I'm betting uh, we're going to see a lot more of you in TCR. Got to keep your hand in because you've got a big drive coming up with Walkinshaw, Andretti United in the Bathurst 1000. That's a good gig. Otherwise, how's the search for a full-time return to supercars next year going?
0: Yeah, I think the search, you know, long term, it's um, a little bit of a, a process and and things like that and see how this year pans out but you know for me at the moment my sole focus is uh you know having a good performance um the guys at wau uh, like i said it's a, a great co-drive to have and you know it's sort of softened the blow a little bit from um not racing full this year. so i'll grab the opportunity with both hands give it a crack and um yeah, we have a good result
2: i guess you're hoping to do a lee holdsworth i'd like to do a fabian Coulthard. <laughs> Yeah. No. How confident are you of getting back into supercars next year?
0: Uh, I feel like we wouldn't be having this chat if um, you know I was still racing full time um, and the circumstances that arose um, didn't arise. So um, you know, hopefully, I would have thought that I'd still be in the category um, long term um, as a full time driver. But you know, I'm work. I'll work hard behind the scenes to try and um, put something in place for 2023. Um but at the moment it's just a lot of chats.
2: It must have been frustrating watching the supercars opener from the couch after so many years as a full time racer.
0: <laughs> it was different. Um yeah, you know, you know, my fiance Beck was sitting next to me and she says, I think this is the first race in your whole racing career that I've been with you that I've actually been able to sit on the couch and watch one with you so Um, It was good. I gave her a little bit of insight and things like that. But, um, you know, definitely from a driving perspective, I wish I was out there. You know, the conditions looked like um, a lot of fun and, you know, I was a little bit envious of all the guys to be out there. So that in itself just drives the hunger to get back into the Championship full-time for 2023. um, And I'll do everything I can to do that.
2: I would have thought it must have been especially galling because the fact is, as I understand it, you actually had another offer for this season that, well, as things turned out, you decided not to um, take advantage of?
0: Yeah, I must be too honest. Um, you know, I think I, had, I definitely had an agreement for this year to race full time. And, you know, I honored my side of the bargain and um, turned down any other opportunity that was um, presented to me. So um, yeah, hindsight, you know, it's um, not great because I could be still racing full time. Um, but obviously, actions speak louder than words. So, um, yeah, look, you know, we'll just continue to focus on this year, do the best I can and, you know, drive a various amount of different cars and, um, yeah, hopefully be back in the championship full time 2023.
1: And thanks to folks from Parked Up Plus, speaking to Fabian Coulthard. He'll, of course, be down at Phillip Island this weekend. Tony, if you need to buy tickets to this race, now we're not part of the uh, promotional team to uh, drive ticket sales, but if you need tickets, you have to buy them online. Any fan out there? really? You have to buy them online. You cannot go to the gate with with your pocket money. You can't split open your piggy bank and bring your 20s and 50s and $1 coins and buy a ticket at the gate. You have to buy them online. So... For any fan out there who's thinking about coming down, make sure you go online and purchase the tickets. For any uh, for any race driver who thinks that they might be able to just get to the circuit right on time, don't do that because there's going to be car lineups for days because uh, people will be sitting there on their phone trying to buy the ticket online, oh and it's, oh, it's going to be it's what, going to be what? a cluster. So why are they doing that? Then? It could be sorry, it could be a cluster. Which it is will be I'm a cluster. Can
3: you imagine? Can I just put, just put this into perspective for a second? My dad's going to come down, right? <laughs> yeah. And you know what my dad's like. And he's going to want to, he's going to, want to buy tickets at the gate. Yep. It's not going to happen. And you know who's going to ring? Yep. You. He's going to ring Grant. <laughs> uh, no. I thought Because he, was he won't want you. to bother me. He'll oh, be like, oh, Grant, he's doing um, not much else. I'm just at the front gate and I yeah. can't get in. They will not let me in. And you are, I'll be hoofing it from. And you'll be like turning second. around going on. Uh,
1: no, don't do that.
3: Why don't they make home. it hard? Why don't they make it hard for people? Oh, I don't look, get
1: it. I, th- I think, you know, the. In- I think people are pretty comfortable with the internet these days. So don't stress about that. Well,
3: 60 year old men aren't.
1: Okay. No, you're Come right. Come on. You're right. Yeah. If my dad was uh, doing that, he would have, he would just say, no, nah, no, nah, giving it a miss, getting on the bus exactly. instead.
3: So I think what we should, organize is before we get to the weekend you should organize some tickets for our dads (laughs) so we don't get an awkward phone call over the weekend
1: yeah that's right okay i'll keep that in mind i'll keep that in mind Sort of. all right uh we're uh we've got one more folks chat that for you guys to enjoy it is with adrian burgess he is the head of motorsport at supercars uh, and they had a really cool chat uh, up at Sydney Motorsport Park about a variety of things. You've heard little snippets um, in Parked Up Plus, uh, but in the typical Fogg style, he asks the hard, raw questions. And here he is, Fogues with Adrian Burgess.
2: Adrian with Gen 3. Um, can you just explain a bit and um, the changes you're having to make at the moment? Um, which appear to come down to some ergonomic issues.
5: How big are they and how difficult are they, these changes? Oh, nothing is difficult with time. Clearly throughout the testing process we've listened to the drivers. You know, If you go actually back 12 months then we did some basic mock-ups and that's pretty much what you can do in CAD to try and get the drivers comfortable. But with the architecture of the car and future proofing ourselves a little bit with you know placement of where we could potentially put batteries lowering the roll hoop you know 100 mil circa 100 millimeters trying to actually get the driver in as you know it's a challenge in in any car and trying to you know keep them away from the exhaust keep them away from the engine give them enough headroom height so lowering the cage 100 mil you're not pushing the driver close to the to the roll hoop so that you're not you know you're not eating into the margin we have in terms of safety um, it 's a very complex thing now we took some you know measurements a while ago and we we thought we were we thought we were comfortable but we've you know we 've had a couple of drivers that aren 't quite comfortable mm. for us we don 't want to go racing with with anybody who isn 't quite comfortable we 've got to make sure we can get them comfortable um, These cars are prototypes, so mm. these are the things that you' you know the processes that you go through um we 've got room to to move it mm. to move things so we have we have changed the the, the We have changed the, the chassis above the driver and in front, so we have at the front bulkhead we've made some movements to the position of the front bulkhead and the height of the floor, so we had to get the pedals lower and the mm-hmm. feet further forward. Um, they're not quick things to do, they're safe things to do yeah. and we've got time on our side, so we're just in that process now. We're also in that process where we're fitting the gear lever. Uh, we had built the car able to do both, but it still takes a little bit of time to get the gear levers in the car. So now we've made that decision to go forward in that direction, which is, was the right decision all along. We're taking the time at the same time to try and improve the, the ergonomics of the driver. So that, that's what we're doing at the moment. Right. Um, the main issue is tall, the taller drivers, is it? It's, it's not necessarily the taller driver. The pedals, in relation to where the driver sits, the pedals have come upwards. Um, so it's that it's the, the seat is, is very upright and the, pedal, the pedals have come upwards probably 25mm relative to the current car so we're now just going to you know, stretch that we're going to lift the seat recline the seat forward a little bit and move the pedals forwards and a little bit lower so let will just be able to get the driver's you know, waist and, and angle to his legs opened up a little bit because we were having a few problems with circulation you know, blood flow circulation down to the feet so it's it's not an unheard of thing when you're developing a brand new car um and like we say they're a prototype we've got time to do them but it's impa- it's imperative that we get the drivers comfortable
2: will they still make it to Simmons planes do you think yeah
5: we're on track to do that yeah. right.
2: okay um part of the gen 3 design package is the provision for hybrid assistance where are we at with that what is, what is the thinking about when you might want to introduce that? There's, element?
5: No, there's, there's no timeline set on it. It, it, was, uh, it was one of the design criteria that we've got with the certain areas of the car where we've got a bit of packaging space. You know, the extract gearbox is capable of um, adding on a hybrid generation package. Mm-hmm. We've got areas in the floor and in the cabin where we can install battery packs. It, it, similar to Shane's question earlier about you know we're not we haven't set a timeline in what we might do in the future that's clearly one one area that we may look at we, we haven't hasn't got a timeline in front of us yet what we'll do clearly we're keeping an eye on what the rest of the world is doing what the racing series are doing what the manufacturers are doing and once we've delivered this car then maybe the time then is to sit down with the with the stakeholders and, and decide you know what we want to look at for 25, 26, 27 or whenever that time is, but we haven't actually had those, you know, thorough discussions and detailed discussions yet because we are just focused on delivering a good platform, a great platform for 2023. And that's what we believe Gen 3 will be. Um, You know, one of the biggest things about this car was not, you know, bastardizing manufacturers' body shapes to get onto this new platform. So once we've got the platform delivered, you know, I think we will, you know, we will, Open up the discussions with with other people and try and attract more manufacturers.
2: Have you been talking to potential hybrid system
5: suppliers? We're, we're always keeping an eye on it. I've, there's various NDAs that we've signed through supercars with people who work in that space. So our team are always keeping an eye on it. And I mean, yes, we we know what people are doing, and people come to us as a serious, you know, thinking that maybe that's where we want to go. So yes, we've got. A good base knowledge of what is out there in the market, um, but further discussions on that. And then you know we're operating under strict clauses, so I'm not able really to give you any more info on that. No, but and also be closely watching. I assume what's going to happen in the
2: BTCC yeah. and then
5: NASCAR in their move. There's plenty of places, and we were in touch with those guys. We've got good relationships in the UK mm-hmm. and and very strong relationships with with everyone in NASCAR. So you know that they've. Learned some things with us with their Gen Seven car. You know, they came over here to see what we do, and they went away. You know, they they were really great discussions, and they loved our racing and our cars. And you can see things in their new car that they've learned from supercars. So we'd be foolish not to to keep that communication going, and and see what issues, what problems, what initiatives those guys are working on, and you know keep the dialogue open. So would a
2: reasonable estimate be that we shouldn't expect to see any hybrid you know, high resistance with the Gen three cars for at least three years.
5: Yeah, you know, well oh. three years without and then maybe what? you know, twenty seven. We, we certainly we certainly won't for twenty three and 24 because, you know, twenty three is about delivering the right package. It will still be ironing mm-hmm. out what we've got. You know, I think we'd probably we we haven't had the we haven't mapped out the strategy going forwards further than you know, twenty three and twenty four at this stage, so you, you, we couldn't put a time on it.
2: But ultimately, ultimately, it's going to be an important thing because it's going to be part of the optics, the look of supercars, isn't it? To be going with the world, which is you know,
5: going hybrid and, to, and, and further electrification. I think when those decisions are made, if they're ever made, you've got to take everything into account. You know, is that is it relevant really for our series? Yes, you know, Formula One maybe going there and work and things like that. But is that what we want to race in Australia? Is that what our fans want? Is that what our manufacturer relationships want and our stakeholders want? We may do something different. We've just you know, agreed, rightly, to keep the gear lever, but you can argue the rest of the world has gone paddle shift. We're a unique series down here, and we want to make sure that we're relevant to our fan base and to our manufacturer. So you know, I wouldn't necessarily say we're going to end up there, just because you know, they may be in Europe or they may be in other places around the world. I think we need to make sure we've got the right product for our backyard, which is Australia.
2: Okay. You mentioned the, the stick shift, and sorry, just to
5: clarify, that linkage, is that entirely mechanical? Yeah. It's exactly the same as we it's okay. not exactly the same, it's exactly the same as we have now. There's no electronics in there. There's no you know, we haven't just got a lever and then a micro switch mm. and then nothing to the gearbox. We will have a you know, a rod like you see in Why the no? current car. Why because it's a be little like bit because it's a little bit you know, you, you can do that, but it mm. is a little bit fake. You know, we want the driver to have control, mm. you know, we want the driver to heel and toe, we mm. want the driver to, to have the gear lever, we we want that skill set that mm. the drivers possess here to be preserved out these cars aren't easy to drive we want to maintain that and if you start to bring the electronics in and you take away the, the heel and toe and the throttle blip you, you either do all of it or you do none of it yeah.
2: but you would, I, sorry i'm confused i think you wouldn't necessarily have to do away with it couldn't you program it so that the drivers it, still have to do you, heel and toe it, with the
5: electronics if you're going to have electronic actuation you will want the blip to come with it but then auto you take bid. it auto blips yes. come with it but then you're taking that away from the skill set of the driver Yeah. and that's we, we didn't want to do that we want the driver to still be able to make a difference and mm. still be able to influence the car yes. through his own actions but you could program the electronics couldn't you? not not as if you no not, not correct not correctly no right. if you go electronic actuation mm. you'll want the blip to come with it We're not going to do the electronic actuation. We're doing a manual actuation as we currently do. Thanks to Adrian there. That was a great chat.
3: But I I just wanted to uh, talk our listeners through the sort of access that folks is going to be able to get during the year because you and I, Graham, we tried to get uh, an interview with Adrian about Gen 3, and he would not even return our calls. (laughs) Now, folks is in his second episode of Parked Up Plus. And he's been able to get the big dog, Adrian Burgess from Supercars, um, on the line. Like So that just shows you the power this guy's got compared to what we have. So mm. the interviews are just going to get better and better. Um, interesting chat. I was sort of, you know, on the fence whether we run it because he, you know, declined our interview. So I thought, why, why should we run him?
1: I think, I think we were asking around a time (sighs) gen three was ramping up and people were getting real fussed about whether people should be using little blippy things on the back of steering wheels, or if they should be pulling sticks or whatever. So we, we might've been calling it a, a controversial time. Uh, and, um, yeah, and he knows how hard hitting we are too.
3: He must. (laughs) <laughs> it must. I don't know. All right. Um, um, anyway,
1: let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. The last thing that I want to talk about is it's an absolute full on weekend of motorsport. We've got uh, oh, isn't Scotty, it ever? Scotty Mac and the rest of the Aussie and Kiwi troops over there at Texas. Go, Scotty Mac! All yep. willpower. Can um, I can
3: I just butt in there for a sec? Yeah. Scotty Mac had a little oval test the other day. I'm not sure where, uh, but the Penske boys were there. Grosjean was there and a couple others, I think. Scotty Mack was P1. Thank mm. you. Thanks for coming. He is- oh, hopefully, it's a great omen. Hopefully, he's just like hitting his you know, straps now and he's got the confidence and we see him light it up for the rest of the year.
1: Just lock in, lock in the championship for Scotty
3: Mack. Oh, well, lock it in. Who knows? That Palau bloke won the championship on his second year.
1: Well, yeah. And then after that, Formula 1. Like, let's go. Scotty Mack racing Formula 1. Oscar Piastri is going to miss out again because this this Kiwi is going to come over and take a seat that uh, he might've taken, might've, might've needed.
3: No, but you're right. This weekend, there is so much motorsport. So So, IndyCar, Formula One, the first round of the championship in Bahrain. um, And, of course,
1: Super cheap Speed Series, TCR Australia, yes.
3: Speed Series, TCR. You can't right. watch it all at once.
1: No, well, you're definitely not going to be able to watch much uh, much at well, all over the well, weekend. Why, can't
3: they, why couldn't they all talk to each other and say, like, you know, Formula One, hey, hey, guys, uh, you know, we understand there's TCR on in Phillip Island. We will delay our first round of Formula One so oh. viewers can watch both.
1: Okay. Well, I Do mean, they reckon- don't clash. They just they're on the same weekend. Like you know, bar range time zones. Are well they, a lot different yeah, but they do victories. though,
3: because how can I watch it overnight? I'd be so tired the next day to race. Oh mm. mate, I the haven't way, thought about it.
1: When you were doing that little accent thing, was that like European? That I don't what know what it was.
4: With? I'm not sure. Was that like a
1: Formula <laughs> One management uh, accent? Um uh, speaking of uh, for, so yeah, um so Bahrain's on this weekend. First time we're going to see the new generation of cars, um, and yeah, a lot of excitement. I tell you what has built up even more of that excitement is the Drive to Survive that came out. The ten episodes. How many have you watched at this point?
3: I'm I'm only two episodes in at the moment. I've, I've bloody been struggling to find the time to do it, but I'm going to do. I'm going to watch some more tonight. Right. by, by the time we get to the weekend, I will have caught up on the big TV. Yep,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is uh it is very cool. It's You've done uh, nine, haven't you? No, I've done all. Oh. I, I I racked oh. them all up. I probably only I was in and out of you know about six of. I think I watched the first two flat out and then I watched the last two flat out. And the the uh, the second last one is really awesome. <laughs> Cuz it's like it's effective they're effectively race reports. The other ones are you know, there's some fluff stuff with uh, mm. with Daniel Ricardo, and then they did a yeah. um, Sonoda and um, uh, Ocon episode for the sort of rookies. So, so they were they were good, and there was a there was one there on uh, on Williams with George Russell. So that was really cool. But the last two episodes are real race focused, as the championship was. Was uh, coming to a head, um, and uh, yeah. So they, they were uh, as for the motor racing fans. If you if you just want the racing stuff, go straight to episode nine
3: and ten. Can you imagine the Netflix guys watching Abu Dhabi last year and how that panned out and all the controversy? They would have been rubbing their hands together, Grant. Yeah, they, we couldn't script this any better. They would have been We could not script things.
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, It uh, it is. It's really good. Or uh, well, maybe it Netflix- was scripted. Oh,
3: maybe it was scripted just for Netflix. (laughs) That would actually make a lot more sense.
1: (laughs) Uh, They went into it in that last episode, they go into a little bit of extra detail, uh, but nothing we didn't know because the, that last Mm. round got so analyzed. They went through, you know, in the the in the seven days after the Abu Dhabi finale, everything was analyzed and there was, you know, Information forever and ever and ever. So. But but
3: average Joe though, like that's not into motorsport all the time. They wouldn't know some of that stuff.
1: Well, if you haven't watched it, get into it. It's Drive to Survive. It's on Netflix. Another non-paid <laughs> promotion. But maybe <laughs> one day someone will listen to these things, Tony, and give us a little bit of cash to cash for comment.
3: Let's hope so. Let's hope or, so. Because I'm 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 literally eating baked beans for dinner at the moment. So um, yeah.
1: Watching your 75 inch TV. Yeah, we hear it. Okay. <laughs> That's it for Parked Up. Uh, Check out Parked Up Plus every Monday. This Parked Up every Thursday. Tony D, we'll see you down the island.
3: Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait.
1: See
3: you there, mate.
4: You've just listened to another Network R Production.